Hello and welcome to the Undercut Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Timo Albert Daly, and actually I'm your only host this time because I'm joined by a friend of the podcast and very special guest from the Break Check F1 podcast, Megan Mara. How are you today? I am doing great. How are you doing today? Not too bad, thank you. It's Monday, we survived, and we get to talk about something that isn't F1 in the off-season, so can't really complain too much. <laughs> so, we are here, like I say, not to talk about F1, but to talk about the race of champions, because as I said, it's the F1 off-season, so we get to cover a bit of motorsport that we wouldn't normally get to do, which is lovely. So, first things first, Megan, race of champions, is this your first time properly watching it? What's your history with it? What were your initial thoughts? Yeah, this is my third or fourth time watching it now. I started watching it after I got really a lot more into Formula One, and I just absolutely love it. I think it's a great weekend to look forward to during the off season. And for me, and I'm sure others, it's also a nice way to watch some drivers that I don't normally follow throughout the year. Uh, and it's a bit encouraging to follow some of these other series that are outside of Formula One or IndyCar that I usually do pay more attention to. Oh, definitely. And cough, Nitro Rallycross, cough, cough is going to be my plug there. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I've got to agree with you there. I mean, I watched it fully last year and then I think I've seen like bits and pieces. I haven't watched it as much as I probably should have. I think that's just due to where it's been broadcast and where I've been and the fact mm -hmm. that it's January and you kind of forget that motorsport can happen in January. Um, <laughs> but kind of when they show clips from from previous years so i'm like oh yeah i do remember that so when you had vessel and schumacher senior um mm -hmm. representing german it's like i do remember that as a kid actually now that i think about it but then it's been so long since then and life gets in the way but i'm glad i've been able to get back into it the last couple of years and and this year in particular it was like i was saying to you before we started recording the saturday was decent but the, it worked mm -hmm. perfectly as like a first part because then the sunday was the bigger and better sequel for me mm-hmm so many good drivers this year as well. It was a tough competition for everyone. Oh, definitely. It was kind of... And I'm glad it wasn't the people we thought were going to win mm -hmm. who actually won. Because for me, I don't know how much you know about um, Christofferson, for example. Mm -hmm. But in Extreme E, and then when he turns up in World Rallycross, because I've watched a little bit of that, and then the one time he turned up in Nitro Rallycross, you're just like, oh no, everyone else is screwed. <laughs> he's just so damn good behind the wheel, it's kind of annoying. It's like Hamilton mm -hmm. in, in his domination years. You're kind of like, you kind of hope you're a fan of his, because otherwise you're not going to be in for the most interesting of time, potentially. But he didn't manage to do it on either day. And it was just, mm -hmm. obviously, sorry, Christoph, and it sucks to be you on that one, but it was nice for us. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, like you say, he had a whole bunch of drivers. So I think we go with we go with Saturday first of all, so we can go through all the drivers, mm -hmm. all the teams that were there, nation by nation. Because Saturday, of course, was the Nations Cup. So Finland, hmm, there's a lot to say there. But first of all, yeah. Valtteri Bottas <laughs> and Mika Hakkinen were the ones representing. So on paper, a very good combination, mm -hmm. Megan. Mm -hmm. I was expecting more from them this year, honestly. I And especially with Botas, I know he was meant to race last year. I can't remember what happened and he had to drop. But um, yeah, it was um, it was interesting seeing them uh, quickly get beaten by team the E-team, right? That was the, yeah, 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 that was... Yeah. That, which in itself, I was wondering why they were there to begin with. Like, fine, <laughs> if you absolutely have to do an E-version, not that I'm sure anyone's watching anyway, Mm -hmm. no, it's not my thing. I don't know about you, Megan, but I just could not care less. Um, no. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I'm not trying nope. to preach, <laughs> preach against that, though, but perfect. Um, I thought, yeah, fine, you do your thing in the corner. We leave you there. 
what are you doing bringing them on there? And then you think, mm-hmm. okay, Bottas and Hakkinen, no problem. They'll just take care of them immediately. And then you just think, oh, for God's sake, they get beaten <laughs> first round straight away out by these people who, like, okay, you can drive a car, but everyone can drive a car. Mm-hmm. And Bottas is a bloody Formula One driver who, half decent, mm-hmm. less decent now in my eyes because of this. And Mick Hakkinen, who's won two damn championships, for crying out loud. <laughs> I just, uh I was I wasn't prepared to be screaming at my TV because of motorsport this early in the year, Megan. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It seemed like maybe they were just there for the fun of it. Um, you, you even when so. they were in, <laughs> even when they were interviewed, they seemed pretty un, not even unsurprised, just um, <laughs> not really upset either way. So <laughs> no, it's it's the kind sure. of awkward thing there of yeah, okay, we're here for fun and for a good cause because all the money that gets won does go to a charity, mm-hmm. but at the same time, doesn't mean. I mean, David Coulthard, for example, for Team GB, you mm-hmm. know that he is just there for, for hits and giggles, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but you kind of think Bottas may be less, more so than Hakkinen would take it a little more seriously. I don't know. But it just right. the, the vibe right. I got from him, especially because he's done a little bit of rallying where Hakkinen, you know, he doesn't care at this point. They're having a laugh. But it just, uh, yeah, frustrated me a little bit, shall we say. <laughs> Yeah, especially given Sunday's race, too. Uh, neither of them seemed very... I, I just expected more the entire weekend, and you never really saw it coming. No, definitely. Um, but amusingly as well, because you look at all these drivers, and obviously it's called Race of Champions, just going back to Coulthard mm-hmm. there for Team GB. And mm-hmm. you think, okay, they've won a championship, they've been there. But then I was thinking, what has Coulthard won championship-wise, actually? Because I can't... Because obviously we know who's won F1 Grand Prix, and he came second mm-hmm. a couple of times to, to Michael but that's not a championship. So I did a little Google, and this this might amuse you if you don't know which ones he's won, Megan. Um, and for those I... at home, uh, he had two championships. Uh, I think it was, this is what it's called there, I'm probably getting it slightly wrong now, but British GB3 back in 1989. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but it counts as a championship, so he's allowed to come. Right. <laughs> I just love how how, uh, how far back you can make that go there. Yeah, I'm really dragging that one out. Oh yeah, but I mean, good fun, and I think he he definitely was there for for having a laugh and Jamie Chadwick taking it a bit more seriously. But at the same time, mm-hmm. when you specifically asked to go up against Vettel for Sunday, you kind of know what you're letting yourself in for there. So if it doesn't go your way, which it didn't in her case, you can mm-hmm. still say you went up against Sebastian Vettel. Yeah, and even with her loss, she seemed to be having the best of time. I mean, it was fairly close, I think, at one bit. So mm. uh, yeah, oh definitely. Yeah, like we say, so that was that was Team GB, Coulthard and, and Chatwick. Team Germany was then Vettel and uh, Mick Schumacher back together again at last. I'm sure you weren't the only person who was very happy to see that. No, it genuinely um, made my whole weekend um, <laughs> until I realized that it was probably the only time I would see them racing this year, but alas. <laughs> A couple of FP1 sessions maybe for Mick if we're lucky, but yeah, still not racing, is Yes, it? no. But, not uh, the same. Yeah, no, Team Germany then beat Team mm-hmm. GB, which not too surprising considering history of us going up against each other in mm-hmm. sport, but there we go. Um, Team Norway then was quite a fun duo as well. If, mm-hmm. you, were, if you were having the, the heartwarming stuff for Vettel and Schumacher, then father and son here of the two Solbergs, that was that was quite nice. And obviously they did very well, as we'll get to. Um, and again, kind of... We see it a lot in Formula One. You have a father come and do it, maybe in the 70s, the 80s, and then 20, 30 years later, you see the son coming along. Um, but you never really see them race together. So it's nice to actually see that for a change. 
And I believe they won the 2022 together as well, no? Which was... Yeah, they did. They were coming in defending yes. their title and were successful at it, which when we see how many drivers and mm-hmm. the different calibers they were going against, makes it even more impressive there. Yeah. And I, I, I expected a bit more from Team France too as well. So seeing those two... Um, I think Team France out, did as well, I mean... to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very, very good. Um yeah, no, Sebastian Loeb coming off uh, a tricky Dakar that he managed to claw back a decent amount with after a tricky first week there. But uh, he, he won mm-hmm. it last year for the individual champion champions race on yes. Sunday, but he was not able to get get the team's thing this year. Um, and yeah, his her teammate, sorry, Tembe, again, decent driver, but mm-hmm. uh, I think, again, it was just, I don't know, Solbergs were just unstoppable and everyone else either seemed to be I think they either seem to be taking it seriously and that maybe added to some pressure or you were just kind of doing a cool turn and we're here for some fun. Yeah, Team Sweden was quite strong too. Um, I expected, um, who was it, Christofferson. Uh, both of them, I mean, they were competitive the entire weekend. It was oh, very definitely. fun to see them go up against some of these guys. Yeah, and Ekstrom as well. He's kind of, I don't forget about him. because I've, I mean, I've, I've interviewed him when he was, Back mm-hmm. in extreme E and very nice guy and very approachable and everything. And but it's just when you have Christopherson there, you kind of think, oh, that's where the benchmark is. So seeing Ekstrom's kind of just he's there in the background and he kept doing it throughout <laughs> yes. the throughout the two days where he would win, but he would only just win. And you think, is he playing with the opponents or is he just genuinely getting a little bit lucky each time here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and seeing them battle out, which we'll talk about on Sunday, uh, that was quite the surprise for sure. So Mm, Very good definitely. for Ekstrom. I thought that was yeah. definitely going to go one way and it went the other. So, it, yes. uh, but, <laughs> but together they were an absolute powerhouse. I mean, mm-hmm. it was best. It was, it was whoever could get to um, kind of best of five. But if you get like three or over, you then obviously you automatically are beating the other team. And they right. beat Team Nordic four nil straight set in in Saturday's <laughs> racing. So it just shows that those two together, very fun battle to watch when they're against each other. But when they're together, whew, Tough, <laughs> tough competition to beat. Then mm-hmm. Vessel and Mick as well then managed to do what Bottas and Hakkinen couldn't do and beat Team E-Rock. Thank God for that. Um, <laughs> team All-Stars, <laughs> which was then Felipe Drogovic, Formula 2 2022 champion, and Thierry Neville, who, having done some research from him as well, only driver there who doesn't actually have a championship. He's won a lot of rallies, but as far as I can make okay. out, didn't have a championship. So I'm kind of wondering why he was there. But, you know, it's not that serious, <laughs> so I suppose I'll allow it. Yeah, I had never heard of him, honestly, until this weekend. So I had to look him up a little bit. I was looking at the grid of people that they had posted, and it was hmm. fascinating. You saw Christopherson, who had, you know, whatever, 17 uh roc wins and then it <laughs> just said uh neville and he was um you know just kind of there <laughs> he's also here yes yeah <laughs> but they they did pretty well as a team beating team usa mm-hmm. which tanner faust no stranger to a good bit of mad driving there stunt man that he is and racing driver in his own nature and travis pastrana who literally the weekend before had been racing on ice with nitro rallycross up in canada uh, didn't mm-hmm. seem to do much of a favor there, but um, he did have a lot of fun from what we could see on social media. And you may have noticed on the Sunday when you were watching more of it, um, they had passengers in their cars at that point. And Travis, mm-hmm. for his first one, I think it was on the Sunday, it was his mum with him in the car. So she was coming, she was in race champions as well, which <laughs> I find quite amusing. 
Oh, I love that. That's another thing I quite enjoy about Race of Champions is having people, you know, sitting in the car on that Sunday, getting to getting a bit of experience uh, what they're feeling in the car. Yeah, I think Nick took um, his mum out on Friday mm-hmm. for a hot lap in the car as well. So like, everyone should bring the family, <laughs> get them in the car. Have so I was like, oh no, she's probably thinking, I managed to get away with this for so long. How did I manage to end up here now? <laughs> it's a very unique family outing, that's for sure. <laughs> Definitely, and and not one we're jealous of at all. No, never. Yeah, it was a shame Team USA, though. They, uh, I'm saying not to not to pick them too much because they did have strong strong pace, but unfortunately Pastrana's car, <laughs> when oh sorry, not Pastrana, Faust's car did fail on him. One the last race where they were going up against Team All Stars, which was quite unfortunate because that's not really what how you want to to lose that really. Um, mm-hmm. Fair enough, driver error, or you just get beaten outright. But when the when the car fails you, it's a bit of a bummer. So it was uh, a lot of potential there, but hopefully they can they can come back next year because I'm sure you'd you'd quite like the Americans to do a bit better. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I won't rub it in too much, and I can't say much myself considering who I had on my team. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> we had to wrap up the rest of Saturday. You had Team All Stars then beating Team Germany of Vettel and Schumacher. The mm-hmm. Norway then went up against Sweden and beat them, which was the Solbergs beating what we thought was the unstoppable powerhouse of Christofferson and Ekstrom. So that was quite interesting. But then you kind of had to have a proper country win the Cup of Nations because if it had been Team All-Stars, it had been a bit awkward. Um, <laughs> so the two Solbergs, father and son of Petr and Oli, managed to beat Drogovic and Neville 3-1 to retain the Nations Cup for a second year in a row. And I think it's fair to say they were really rather happy about it. Oh, of course. Uh, I, I will say it's I love to see the son father duo winning it again. I think they had a great, great Saturday. Um, my hope next year is that someone uh, maybe a bit different. Um, I wouldn't say team EROC, but <laughs> <laughs> not that different. Won't Christ. My, <laughs> won't put my bid there, but you know, maybe another Scandinavian country. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm trying to think who else could come into it because again, you need to have the championship there but it does make me want to see more of these father-son combos around the place mm-hmm. i know that kevin magnuson has said he wants to do Le Mans with his dad at some point and that would be quite fun to see oh yeah. again mm-hmm. you maybe need to, to i don't know if they let you in if you just win Le Mans. i suppose they could make an exception considering the race that it is um right. but i'm just trying to think yeah it's i'm sure there's other family things out there if you know let us know in the comments below obviously because we can't <laughs> think of anything right now but uh, I definitely like the vibe they had there. And obviously with it just being a two-day event, they're so happy about everything on Saturday, but then immediately on the Sunday, you've got to go up against each other. And then family ties, they really get tested in that case because you're going against <laughs> your son. Like, do I help him win or do I do I show him who's still got it? Yeah, right. <laughs> so we'll move on to the Sunday then, which we did watch properly and in mm-hmm. full. Well, both of us did anyway. I've, I've kind of outed you there. Apologies for that. Um, <laughs> David Coulthard straight out though, <laughs> straight <Yeah>. away. Yeah, <laughs> having having a bit of fun, but didn't didn't help himself. I don't think two one to Tambe. Which... I mean, he did have a pretty big mistake. So <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, he did. Uh, it was entertaining. It, it, it was very uh-huh. least. It's uh, if he's not got the speed, he's always entertaining on and wherever else on track he decides to go. Let's put it like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But then one of the other drivers that forgot to mention just now was Felix Rosenquist, who was there. And mm, uh, right. he, again, not bad for a first time at mm-hmm. the race of champions. And 
I don't know about you, Megan, but nothing against Mick here whatsoever. But if you'd put those two up against each other, I wouldn't have been so sure that Mick would have beaten him quite as badly as he did. I'll be honest. Uh, there were a few times Mick went up against people and I was not as confident uh, <laughs> as he turned out to be. But yeah, I think, to, I mean, even with the uh, spin out that Rosenquist had in the second heat, I still think Mick would have uh, secured the win. Uh, maybe not as big of a gap necessarily uh but yeah i agree it was a bit of a surprise to see how well mick did especially in that first heat no definitely and that, that kind of that rookiness to it in terms mm -hmm. of the young the youth of of mm -hmm. the drivers there definitely kept coming through because drogovic again if you think drogovic versus hekkanen in equal machinery yes. he's gonna win there <laughs> beats him 2-0 i'm like all right okay i mean i know hekkanen didn't do brilliant on the saturday but you think maybe you'll bounce back on the sunday no, no. Drogovic just comes in again. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, you wonder are there a couple of people who just have enough logic and Aston Martin thinking, hmm, is it too late to try and put him in a seat with Alonso this year? Can we still oh, make that I work? Wish. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? I mean, with Latifi out of F one, I mean, all the pressures on Stroll and maybe Sargent now. Um, see who who's making the most mistakes on the grid. Maybe we can sneak him in there soon. I was going to say that's a bet that we're both going to make on the same side, so it's not really going to be too fair on uh, on that one. But because <laughs> we know how that's going to go, regardless. But but yes, we'll right. we'll go back to this because then Nick Schumacher <laughs> again coming out of it two nil straight win against Adrian Tambay for France, just kept going and uh, Vettel then mm -hmm. beat Chadwick two nil, which not really a surprise that one which is no. probably the first non-surprise of the of the sunday to be honest nothing against jamie mm -hmm. chadwick but you are going against sebastian vettel that's always going to be tricky and i believe from the bit that i saw on saturday did seb when jamie beat him didn't he have a jump start isn't that kind of why i she think beat him? he did but she also did enough i think that she would have probably just pipped it anyway so it was kind oh, of he didn't help on. himself on, on saturday so she did she did give him a little bit for his money for, for his money there but uh, <laughs> come sunday it was back to business as usual unfortunately um but she did have a lot of fun with it and that's the main thing there like you say it's it's we don't know we, mm -hmm. we hadn't seen a race for a, for a little while because of w series ending early last year um, and obviously she's going to be in India right. NXT later on this year, but we've still got a little bit to wait for that. So it's just nice to see her back out again. And I was there thinking, who else could we have had um, champion-wise as, as as women to come and join? Because obviously mm -hmm. Jamie, it sounds bad, partly responsible for there not being any other W Series champions there because she just won all three of them. All of them. Um, <laughs> but I was thinking you could have the two women who won Extreme E Championships. So you'd have Molly Taylor from Australia then... Which, oh, right. you know, you could bring in Mark Webber then if you need another mm -hmm. Aussie. Because um, he won Le Mans with... Oh, not sorry, Le Mans. He won the World Endurance Championship 2015 with Porsche. Um, mm -hmm. And then you've got Christina Gutierrez, who won in Extremely last year with Sebastian Loeb. So you've got Spain there. Just get Carlos Sainz Sr. in and you're sorted. Of course. Um, oh, oh could you imagine Carlos Sainz Sr.? I know, I know. <laughs> that would be quite a good team. All I'm saying is if it happens next year, you know where they got the idea from. Yes. <laughs> but then back to business as usual, Spottas, uh yeah, not a good weekend for him. Lost 2-0 to no. Tom Christensen. And second race was pretty close at least, but still Mr. Lamont did absolutely wipe the floor with him. And uh yeah, hopefully that's not a sign of how Bottas' this year is gonna go because it's gonna be a very long year for him otherwise. 
No, it was quite funny. I saw because he um, he did have that five second penalty where he had lost, and he said he goes when the you know when the light mm. lights are off and away we go. Uh, so he made that kind of joke of a comment uh, when he was being interviewed, just because you know flash and it was still yellow instead of green. So <laughs> fair enough. You, you've got but... to imagine he gets pulled over by the police a lot if he keeps doing that in normal everyday life. Yeah, right. <laughs> so not really the best excuse, I would say. No, but we'll, we'll, we'll let him be. He's got a fun month yeah, at the moment, so right. we'll just let him be. <laughs> it's not what's employing him, so fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> then Neville beat Loeb 1-1, but with a time advantage of 0.040 seconds, which, oh, yes, what an upset that was, because we weren't expecting him to beat Loeb in the first place. Never mm-hmm. mind by such a brutally small margin, which I love that that could... You go and you get that at risk champions, I feel like. Yeah, that was fascinating to watch. I really expected Loeb to be much further in the finals than he was. Um, bit of a shock, but it's pretty impressive too to to beat someone like him um, at that at that speed. As well. Yeah, I mean, really again, because you've close. got two laps and you just kind of have to mm-hmm. floor it, and obviously you've got one longer lap and one shorter lap because of how the the whole thing mm-hmm. works. But again, for it to be two drivers with such experience there. I mean, Loeb on his own is more experienced than probably most of the other grid combined. And then <laughs> right. for Neville to just come along and still, or Neville, sorry, um, even by that smaller margin, it just, it shakes things up nicely. And to go back to what I was saying before, it's kind of exactly what you want from motorsport. You can't be guaranteed to to win if even if you are Sebastian Loeb. Mm-hmm. Christofferson then, having said that, did beat Tanner House too. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just thinking that mm. as I saw that. <laughs> Which I feel sorry for Tanner, but it was his first appearance there since 2009, so he's probably a little rusty mm. on that one, to be fair. But uh, again, he's a nice guy, lot, had a lot of fun, and I don't think he mined too much. No, and um, also it was fascinating, the Battle of the Solbergs, um, to see the son uh, beat up his dad, I'm sure. Um, that felt good for him a bit. <laughs> I've got to say, though, that second race did seem a bit dodgy for me with Better. He mm, seemed yes. to just ease up a little bit at the end. I was like, hmm, I don't know about that. Did you just suddenly forget which pedal was the accelerator there, Mr. Solberg Sr.? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But no. Nah. Ekstrom then beat Pastrana 2-0, which was unfortunate. But to be fair, Pastrana did make a mistake going over the other side of the track during the second race <laughs> and ruining my chances for him, my hopes for him. Um, I've written there fudge, but I wrote a different word before then to express my annoyance at that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, was unfortunate, especially considering he'd been in Canada mm-hmm. the week before and he's going to be in Calgary again next week and for more Nitro Rally Cross in the snow. So I was kind of hoping he could get a little bit further, but uh, we had fun mm-hmm. from him. We've got a memorable moment from, from Race of Champions with him and uh, we got to see got to see him promoting a bit of Nitro RX out there, which I'm always happy about. Yeah, Pashana's one of those drivers I haven't really paid much attention to, but after this weekend, I definitely want to follow it a bit more. Oh, he's to to sum up Travis Pastrana to you in in one little story. When Nitro Rallycross went to the US for the first time this season, it was mm-hmm. I think it was Minnesota, and they went fully American on about the whole thing <laughs> to the point where if you go and look on socials, you will find him with a podium, do with a massive. Uh, banner union american flag behind him doing a state of the union address to all the drivers and the audience and the crowd that were there 
<laughs> oh, can't get more American, that's for sure. <laughs> no, it's a lot, I'm pretty sure there was an eagle somewhere as well, knowing them. So it was a lot There's of fun. There's got to be. <laughs> Back at the Race of Champions, though, before I get too distracted there, Schumacher then managed to beat Drogovic 1-1 on time after both amusingly crashed out on the second lap of the second race, <laughs> but then kept going. And so I managed to get over the line. It was mad. It was that was one of probably one of the most intense bits of the entire weekend that I had watched just because, you know, Schumacher in the first uh, first round had beat him by just over three seconds or maybe three and a half seconds. And then in the second time, I mean, it was just neck and neck and then Trugovich hit something and then you everyone is like freaking out. And then not even like two seconds later, you see Schumacher hit the wall and, and go over the thing. And so it was just, it was insane the whole time. And it they really don't last that long. So it was a lot of emotions for, you know, a good minute. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, if, if you've got a long race, it's like four minutes long. It's, it's ridiculous. But mm-hmm. it was, yeah, I think as well with, I don't know about you here, Megan, but for me, Schumacher having done so well up to that point, you think, oh, come on. It would be nice, but I dare not say anything. I don't want to be, I don't want to manifest that in the world. And then he, jink, he gets jinxed and I ruin that for him. But like, oh, Excuse good, Drogovic. And then he's like, no, what are you doing, Nick? You have the perfect <laughs> opportunity. What are you doing? Yes, exactly. Vettel managed to keep our heart rates back down again, though, because he beat Christensen 2 0 and kept going on. And uh, Thierry Neville then beat Oliver Solberg 1 1. But this was also a little bit uh, of a different scenario because while it was on time <laughs> that he got the difference, Oliver Solberg, who was the favourite coming into the Sunday, you're laughing already because you know what's coming, but he mm-hmm. did I am. a very interesting <laughs> crash in the first race coming over the bridge that they have before you go over the start-finish straight, well, on, on one of the sides of the track. And uh, he, yeah, he crashed into that and took pretty much most of the advertising board with him over the bridge and got it absolutely wedged <laughs> in his front right tire it just did you see them trying to take it off it was they were really struggling for a while there yes oh my gosh i, I mean it was it's stuck i mean it might as well it looked like it was super glued to the thing at that point i mean i would have just let it go i'm genuinely surprised that he was still able to race after taking out an entire advertising board um i know those are both Quite expensive and quite large. So <laughs> it, it reminded me of Bottas's pit stop in Monaco a couple of years ago. I was like, they can't, they just can't get it off. <laughs> can't get it off whatsoever. It's, it's the uh, the recovery yeah. of that. But uh, no, then he, then he couldn't pull it back. Unfortunately, he still needs to, to beat him on time if he was going to if he was going to win the race, and uh, just didn't transpire for him. Which again, unfortunate for him, but great for us okay. as fans at home because suddenly the favorite for the Sunday is taken out of the equation, and we are genuinely thinking. Oh my days, Mick Schumacher could yes. do this. <laughs> <laughs> Matthias Ekstrom, then, as you mentioned earlier, Megan beat Christofferson 2 0 by the <laughs> slimmest of slim margins, if ever there were one. Incredibly cheeky stuff, I thought, but I loved every second of it. Yeah, that was a great one to watch, too. I mean, I genuinely, again, like, did not think Ekstrom was going to make it that far. Uh, but po- what was it? 0.06 seconds it was he had beaten by? Something ridiculous uh, like that. Yeah, just insane numbers. Uh, genuinely so close. But I, it was great to see Ekstrom in it as well. I mean, it's been been a while, I think, for him now since he's won or since he's yeah, made Ekstrom, it to the final. So he's, he's, he's won... It won three previously to now because yes. he's beaten Michael a couple of times and I can't remember who the third person he beat was. Um, but again, it's been a little it's been a little while since he's got there. So I think mm-hmm. he's uh, 
as he was saying at the at the end of proceedings then on Sunday, it's like I'm very much enjoying seeing all these young guns coming through. Um and I'll happily keep beating them as for as long as I can. <laughs> until I can't anymore. Like that's the exact right attitude I want for this. Yes. <laughs> then kind of again this father son dynamic, Schumacher beat Vettel 2-0. And Okay, we could say Vettel was uh, helping slightly, but also it's a spectacular way to to help him out here because he just got lost on the first race, went to the wrong side of the track, and then just crashed into a snowbank. And it just, oh, it's kind of like something out of a TV comedy of like, yep, he doesn't know how to drive a car. And then you think, wait a minute, that's a four-time Formula 1 world champion. Oh, my days. What's happened here? I, I just want to I want to see the confusion on Mick's face when he saw Vettel in his side of the track. <laughs> yeah, because I think we were all feeling the for same. quite a while. I'm like, dude, wrong side. Get back over. Yeah. <laughs> I think you can't be here. Uh. <laughs> and then he chose like the worst part of the track to try and go back over. Yes. It's like that is the thickest <laughs> bit of snowbank on the whole damn course. What are you doing there? <laughs> It's like we know you probably would let him win, but you didn't have to make it so obvious. <laughs> I know, I know. It's just like who's been teaching you recently, Latifi? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Took some notes from the previous races. Ah, oh, but no, that was incredibly <laughs> amusing, though. Like you said, we thought we were having a bit of fun with the with the advertising board, the Solberg, but then Vettel went, "Oh my beer!" Also, I shouldn't have been <laughs> drinking that beer because I don't know how the hell to drive. Yeah. Now. <laughs> um, Ekstrom then beat Neville two 0 which. Uh, Again, he kept winning by slimmer and slimmer margins, which was great to see, which set up an extra Schumacher finale. So very much like I was saying, the older, experienced guy who'd been there and done it all and won it three times already up to that point against Mick Schumacher, who, okay, he's a good driver, but <laughs> uh, he's not had not the best couple of years. So, But he had an absolutely stonking Sunday, so like this could go either way. And I don't know about you, Megan, I think you're probably maybe leaning more towards Mick, but for me... I genuinely didn't mind which way um, it went there because both of them, they're just such nice guys and such good drivers. Yes, I, I think I was going to be happy either way. Of course, I think I was a little bit rooting for Schumacher given everything mm-hmm. that happened last year. I think he just needed that boost. But making it to the finals alone, I think, was enough for him. And just given the two's experience, I didn't have much confidence in the fact that Schumacher... <laughs> When I honestly was more just impressed at how close he kept it between the two. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I think it wasn't a broke, dominant like, win a by, really, really good by any stretch, was it? No, it was it was quite close. I thought I had the number, but I did not take it down. Uh, so that's unfortunate. Um, I think he was less than a... <laughs> we had to give you the number, ladies and gentlemen, but we don't have it, so we won't. Yes, so apologies. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I mean, it's it was great either way. And the speech that Ekstrom gave at the end was so sweet to hear... Um, Definitely good oh, for definitely. all the Schumacher fans. <laughs> Especially so because I remember last year Loeb was on top of the car when he won and Vettel mm. was kind of down by the side as he'd come second. He was quite happy. But then on Saturday this year, obviously with the father-son combo, they both got on the roof of the car and they were happy. And then this time Ekstrom got on top of the car and pulled Mick up there with him. Um, yes. And that was just really nice <laughs> to see that. And also the little bit of conversation they had up there when he was telling him the story we haven't mentioned yet from the finale, which was that Ekstrom managed to not only win, but he managed to win... With part of his car on fire. Yes, yes, of course. We can't skip over that. Which he kind of just <laughs> punched out <laughs> as he was driving along. <laughs> you could see the co-driver, or the, the passenger, sorry, just sitting there like, not doing a <laughs> damn thing. It's like, no, if we die, we die. <laughs> like, like, if I, I don't a... move, I'm not here. 
<laughs> yeah, it won't. It's, it's not a T Rex from Jurassic Park. It's not the case of if you don't move, it won't see you. It's fire. It's coming to get you. And yeah. Ekstrom saying later on is like, well, I knew there was a fire extinguisher at the finishing line, so I just had to get there quicker. <laughs> What a comment. Yeah, I, the the fact that he was able to drive at such a speed while still punching down a fire, um, in, incredible focus. Uh, and wh- what a way to multitask. You know, you could definitely put that on his resume. Also, also really amuses me that in F1, F2 and F3 in the last couple of years, we've seen several retirements caused by a fire extinguisher going off. <laughs> it's caused them to retire. Actual fire in the car. Extra like, no, nah, just punch it. Be fine. <laughs> it's a different level. It is a different level. <laughs> So extra there, like we say, he beat Schumacher 2-0, slightly on fire, to become a four-time champion of champions at the Race of Champions. But I want to put it to you before we wrap this episode up, Megan. Mick Schumacher, obviously mm-hmm. decent in single-seaters. He won F3, he won F2. Okay, he was driving a house for his first year that was probably one of the worst cars in F1 history. But last year, it was a better car. But mm-hmm. I'm wondering, is he in the wrong form of motorsport? Should he be in WRC? Oh, I think he would do great there. Honestly, it would be nice to see him do something more than just be the reserve driver for Mercedes. I think it would be good for him to test out some other some other seats. I mean, there's so, so many other fields within motorsport that he could be running in or oh, driving. Definitely. Then, I, mean, I guess I should w- say. WRC um, in particular comes to mind. Extremely, I don't know where he would get in there. Natural mm-hmm. rallycross, obviously I'm biased, but I would love that. But for me as well, world <laughs> world rallycross because that's he was doing pretty well in those in those cars over the t- entire weekend, mm-hmm. and that's needs something to boost its prestige at the moment, its pedigree as a category as a whole, and maybe Schumacher is the answer. Yeah, I mean, do you ever see Vettel going that way either? I could see him. I um, could see him doing an extreme E team, but I don't know if he'd race yeah. in it or not. Fair enough. That's fair. But yeah, he I has, feel like he has he expressed interest in it before, though. So maybe they need to do something mm-hmm. together. Maybe they could do Dakar together next year. Those two, who knows? Ah, uh, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I I do think it would be nice to see Schumacher do something else. I think it would be both good for him and both good for you know the the sport in general and just getting some some noise out there. But I mean, of course, I would love to see him back in F one um, when <laughs> if that will I ever I happen. Get you too, too too early on. <laughs> It's too soon still. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Maybe Audi 2026 will bring him back. I so see plenty him of time to do some off-roading soon. in the meantime. And then when he's all done with that and he's won everything, then yeah. he come back to F1 and it can humble him again. Maybe he's maybe he's good at it then. Maybe he's not. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's got three years, so. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But no, overall, quite an enjoyable race of champions for me. I, I enjoyed it a lot more than, than last year, I think, overall, despite mm-hmm. Rock, but we won't mention them. Um, and <laughs> very deserving one, two finishes there with Extraman Schumacher. Mm-hmm. Which, on that note, we will end this special shorter episode of the Undercut Podcast. And uh, Megan, if people would like to find more of you in the meantime, where can they do that? So uh, as I am the co-host of Break Check, you can find us on our Break Check F1 podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Everything is at Break Check F1. 
nice and simple lovely stuff as for myself <laughs> i have my other two podcasts on the curbs and the nitro rx podcast i also do some writing for paddock sorority paddock passion and is it fast and obviously you can find both megan and i on instagram pretty much just search our names we're the handsome people that turn up when you search <laughs> um unless you have anything else that you want to say before we wrap up that is all we've got time for megan no that's it that's all i have thanks for having me on our pleasure and we'll try and get you back on in the f1 season as well at some point we've got six million races this year so i'm sure we'll find the time (laughs) perfect right in the meantime thank you very much for listening everyone and we'll see you again soon